So a lot of NFIB members and small businesses will be affected by this. We need to hear your voices to push back against this requirement. We're actively working with Congress now to delay those requirements. The Small Business Rundown is the official podcast of the National Federation of Independent Business, the member-driven voice of small business. NFIB and our members advocate to keep America's small businesses strong and independent in Washington, D.C., all 50 states, and the nation's courts. Welcome to the Small Business Rundown, a bi-weekly podcast with information on independent businesses' victories and challenges in Washington, D.C. and state capitals. I'm Adam Temple, NFIB's Senior Vice President of Advocacy, and today we're discussing top federal advocacy priorities for small businesses in 2023 and where those issues stand going into a new year. Here to provide updates from NFIB's federal government relations team are Jeff Brabant, Jocelyn Castillo, and Josh McLeod. Jeff, Jocelyn, Josh, welcome to the Small Business Rundown. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you having us. So this year, NFIB has been involved in a number of key legislative issues for small businesses, but I want to start by talking about our top small business priority, which is stopping a massive tax hike on small businesses by making the 20% small business deduction permanent. Jeff, can you explain just what the small business deduction is? So a small business deduction is one of the most important pieces in tax law for small business owners. And what it allows is a 20% deduction of qualified business income for most small business owners. Now, this applies to pass-through business owners. And if you're curious what a pass-through business is, that's pretty much anyone who isn't organized as a C corporation. So uh, the Main Street Tax Certainty Act will make this permanent because this expires at the end of 2025. So it's very important that over 80% of small employers are pass-throughs that would benefit from this. So it's very important that Main Street Tax Certainty Act is passed so they don't see a massive tax increase at the end of 2025. And can you give us a quick background on the Main Street Tax Certainty Act, how it came to be, and and what the status of it is right now? Sure. So during the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, this provision with the small business deduction was put into place. And unfortunately, it expired at the end of 2025. Mm -hmm. So what this uh, bill would do is make this permanent so we don't see a significant tax increase at the end of 2025. Right. Okay. Switching gears a little bit, another piece of legislation that will impact a majority of small businesses is the Credit Card Competition Act. Can you provide a, a just a brief description of that one? Sure. So if you're a merchant, you've probably paid interchange fees in the past and heard interchange fees. Those are the swipe fees you often hear about. Those are the fees that are as often as high as 3 to 4% that merchants pay. And one of the reasons we see this is because the marketplace is a little distorted and the pricing isn't always clean and easy. So what we're trying to do is inject some competition into this marketplace by allowing multiple credit card networks so that when a merchant goes to accept a credit card, you're a small business owner accepting a credit card, you're going to have multiple networks to choose from. This will put that kind of competition that small business owners have to live with every day into the credit card marketplace and ultimately bring down rates small business owners pay on credit card fees. So if a small business owner that takes credit cards is listening and they've noticed a difference between one fee or another, what could that be attributed to? Sure. So there's a few different fees. There's processing fees, there's network fees, and there are swipe or interchange fees. And, and a processing fee is the lowest, usually about a tenth of a percent. And that goes to the actual hardware software you use. And there's a lot of competition there. If you don't like who you're using, you can go somewhere else. The biggest of those three fees is the, the swipe fee or the interchange fee, and that could be 2 to 3%. And the reason that is is because Visa and MasterCard, who get their network fee, which is usually about a quarter percent, their only job is to move money from a small business owner's bank to a large bank who mm-hmm. issued the credit card, let's say Chase, for example. Unfortunately, they're the ones in the system we live in that set the swipe fee. 
So they tell every single bank that uses Visa as the network, here's what a small business owner is going to pay you on Interchange or Swipe. And that's why it's usually about 2 to 3%. So what we're trying to do here is make this more competitive environment. Allow another network to set another set of prices to bring this down because our members work in a competitive environment. They compete on prices every day. And we think the biggest banks and credit card companies should do the same. All right. Thanks, Jeff. And if I may, Jocelyn, I'd like to dive into healthcare a little bit. One of your focus areas is the healthcare concerns of small business owners. Can you start by talking a little bit about those issues and any of the legislation in the U.S. House right now? The House cleared a package, a phenomenal package, the Choice Arrangement Act, which empowers small employers with greater affordable coverage options. And NFIB was intimately involved in that. In fact, many NFIB members testified in support of that package. Uh, The likelihood of that legislation seeing the time of day in the Senate is very slim because we have divided government. But in the legislative arena, this is a huge triumph and it sets us up for a great battle in the future. At the same time, we're seeing bicameral, bipartisan negotiations on a transparency package that would empower small employers with greater information about their benefits, their prescription drug benefits, uh, how much they pay for uh, at the hospital, hospital billing, transparency and price certainty. We want to ensure that these transparency measures are helpful not just to large employers, but also small employers. And we think that this issue is going to heat up at the beginning of next year, given that everything has been punted to mid-January with the drug around government funding. Now, there is one issue that I'm particularly excited about, and it's very small in the context of these other transformational issues, but it is a package that cleared the House earlier this year, now awaits action in the Senate, that would streamline reporting requirements for employers that offer group health insurance, and that would reduce paperwork burdens. It was a unanimous victory in the House, and we hope to see movement on this in the Senate, uh, perhaps before the end of the year. It is something we're deeply involved in and monitoring. So stay tuned for potential good news here at the end of the year. Excellent. And speaking of heavy and growing burdens and of regulations on small businesses, Josh, can you give us a rundown on the uh, small business regulations that came up this past year? Adam, it's not pretty. Uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but the private sector is dealing with historic regulatory burdens right now to this administration. Uh, To put that in perspective, so so far in this presidency, President Biden has imposed $436 billion in final rule costs and $236 million in paperwork hours. At the same point in his presidency, President Obama had finalized $200 billion fewer final rule costs and $51 million fewer paperwork hours. So Again, historic and not in a good way at all. A common theme is a massive regulatory expansion. We saw this from the EPA and the Department of the Army Corps with what they did with the Waters of the United States rule this past year. According to one estimate, 97% of Iowa will be covered under this final rule. It's just massive. Yeah. Um, we're talking land that is not traditionally uh, wetlands or, or what you would expect to be covered in water. So massive problem for farmers, small businesses, ranchers, a lot of NFIB members that, that we care deeply about. Um, another one that is a big one is from the Department of Labor related to joint employers. And basically that increases the bargaining power of labor unions over small businesses. It increases the number of small businesses that are deemed to be joint employers. So again, another massive regulatory expansion by the federal government. Um, Looking ahead to 2024, there's a number of proposed rules that we're concerned about from the Department of Labor. Again, independent contractor and overtime 
are large affecting uh, regulations that will either uh, increase costs for small businesses, increase the number of workers that are subject to overtime, or reclassify entire categories of workers as they're not independent contractors. So big implications for NFIB and our members, um, and we're fighting those regulations very hard. Another one is Scope 3 out of the Securities and Exchange Commission. That would require small businesses to disclose their climate permission to uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Right. So another big one that we're tracking, it could be finalized any day. So we are watching that very closely. All right. Thanks, Josh. For all these issues we've discussed, links in today's show notes will make it easier for small business owners and their supporters to take action. Before we go, guys, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add? I would just like to reiterate the importance of the Main Street Tax Certainty Act. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget, at the end of 2025, we are looking at one of the largest small business tax hikes in history if Congress doesn't act. So Adam talked about those show notes. Go to NFIB.com, fill out an action alert. Make sure members of Congress are crystal clear and aware that you are looking at a massive tax hike if they don't act. Yeah, Adam, I'd, I'd like to add a new requirement from small businesses that will affect 32.6 million small businesses at the start of January 1st, 2024, related to who owns the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that specifically targets businesses with 20 employees or less. So a lot of NFIB members and small businesses will be affected by this. We need to hear your voices to push back against this requirement. Work actively working with Congress now to delay those requirements. 90% of NFIB members are not familiar with them. So we need to hear from you. We need to elevate this issue to Congress. Definitely have our work cut up for us. And uh, we appreciate you all joining us today to talk about these issues as we prepare to start the new year. Again, as Jeff mentioned, today's show notes will include those links at NFIB.com to learn more and take action on a few of these issues. And now I want to thank you, the listeners, for joining us on today's Small Business Rundown. We'll be back every two weeks bringing you news and analysis from Washington, D.C. and state capitals so that you, whether you're a business owner or a supporter of one, can continue to blaze a trail. The Small Business Rundown is brought to you by NFIB, the voice of small business. You can find us at NFIB.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.